Hi, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone here. When will you understand that I am a person and not a thing? Look it up. Do something else. Do my eyebrows. Better to say, am I being true to myself? And is this what I want to say? And have I expressed myself the way I want to express myself? I mean, that's what it's all about. Well, hey everyone, this is Christine Nagy from the Covey and Christine Morning Show on 106.7 Light FM and iHeartRadio station. You're listening to MLBC, the Madonna podcast. And hey guys, it's Tony. Turn up the radio. Yeah, seriously, we have got an esteemed radio legend in the house today. Uh, you've just heard Christine Nagy is joining us for another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Beautiful. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Uh, thanks for doing Double Duty. I know you've uh, you've just just done a recording for the New York well, so it's not just New York, right? It's you, you podcast um, all uh, you you radio broadcast all over the place, right? Yeah, I mean we are we're definitely New York based, but thanks to uh, iHeartMedia and the app, you can hear us anywhere, everywhere. So, hmm. but we are we are all about New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. How's your summer going? Well, it's good, thank you. I mean, you know, a big difference <laughs> compared to last summer yeah. and the situation we all found ourselves in, and. Um, I actually recently left the house, which Congrats. was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> it was my first sleep away in, in well over a year. Uh, my boyfriend, Eric, who happens to be a musician, mm-hmm. and I went out to Montauk, Long Island for a couple of days. So nice. Oh, very nice. It was very beautiful and very healing and just so nice. <laughs> just so nice to be outside and get the sea. Yeah. I hope you get to get out there a couple more times before the summer is over. That's our plan. The traffic is... Mm-hmm. Not, not so great. No. That might I don't be... know why they make it so difficult to get out to that part of Long Island. It's like one tiny yes. little road in and one tiny road out. And it's like I feel like uh, 20 years ago, the first time I went out there, it was like from when you get in to the end, to the Montauk, it took like maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Now it's like two. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. We came home and there was a storm that was going to hit. And I live in New Jersey. So mm-hmm. Long Island's the other end of the planet, right? Yeah. When you live in New Jersey. <laughs> a total of seven hours oh, to get home. Geez. You could have gone to Los hours. Angeles. You could have flown. <laughs> Tell me about it. That You could have gone to fun. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you name it. <laughs> All right. Before uh, we get any further ahead, I'm going to give Christine a proper introduction. Yes, please. Christine Nagy has been a part of New York City's morning show scene for over 25 years now as co-host of Q104.3Z100 <laughs> and currently the Cubby and Christine morning show on 106.7 Light FM. That's an iHeart radio station for those of you that don't know. Along the way, Christine has hosted shows for Martha Stewart Radio on Sirius XM, among others. Christine has a great love for theater and on and off the stage, and she's the co-host of the podcast Inside Broadway for also iHeart Radio. As an actress, Christine has appeared off-Broadway in an independent film. She was a founding member of the nonprofit theater company La Strada, bringing original plays to New York and New Jersey. She's also the host of her very own show at Caroline's on Broadway. 
Christine is very passionate about protecting the well-being and health of people, animals, and the environment, as we all should be. She has been a strong advocate for women's health organizations, pet health, homeless animal groups, along with raising awareness for research and treatment for leukemia, lymphoma, and Alzheimer's. Christine's a great fan of music, film, and art, and her favorite times have been spent at concerts and live events. Same here. She's also an avid traveler and loves to fully immerse herself in the language and culture of any city or location she explores, and I guess that includes Montauk, right? <laughs> it does. I like to speak Montauquese. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I think I forgot to edit that down for broadcast, so maybe I'll. Uh, I, I can it's okay now. Everyone, everyone knows Christine a little bit better. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, Christine, let's let's start with the obvious. You, you've been a staple in New York City radio show scene for quite some time. How, how did that start? How did you come to radio? Uh, via theater, actually. (laughs) I was um, majoring in theater at Montclair State University. So Mm -hmm. again, very local and very New York, New Mm -hmm. Jersey. And um, I decided to take some broadcasting classes and fell in love with radio, much more so than broadcast TV, because Mm -hmm. that was, that was news that, you know, that's very, very directed and non-emotional. You're not supposed to show your emotions, but radio was uh, like theater to me and that it was spontaneous and emotional and so personal. So I just fell in love with radio and then went into it after I graduated. I want to ask you, like, what has kept you in the radio industry for so many years? Because I, you know, in, in my observations, I, it feels like a kind, it can be a transient business. You know, like, for example, I, you know, listened to Michelle Visage on KTU for years, and then she suddenly disappears and goes to Florida, you know, or Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to (laughs) Paul Cubby Bryant in Houston Mm -hmm. and on 104, and now he's here, and and so on and so forth. So what what keeps you grounded in the New York market? Um, I I just, I've been very fortunate from my point of view to stay in New York, again, because Mm -hmm. I was born and raised here. This is where I'd, I'd like to work and the area I'm most familiar with. Radio notoriously is is a lot of moving around because Mm -hmm. stations change, formats change, Mm -hmm. program directors change, and, you know, they might want to try something different. They might want to try a new show. Um, So I I just feel really, really lucky, really blessed Mm -hmm. to to be able to work in New York all this time. Yeah. Yeah, I I always remembered, I mean, because now that we have streaming and Apple Music and Spotify and all that, I rarely listen to live radio because I don't have a car in New York and you're not, you know, so if you're not driving around, how I don't know how to listen to radio sometimes. There's an app called (laughs) radio.com. Yes. I Um, love it. But I, so I rarely listen to radio, but growing up, that was the fixture. I would constantly listen to the radio. And I remember specifically when a beloved Philadelphia radio station, Eagle 106, suddenly became like a light you know, station or they changed their format. And I was just like, what's happening? What's going Mm -hmm. on here? You're like, Mm -hmm. suddenly the music you love is just completely gone. And then you have to find something else. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It's a fickle industry. I know. And that can hurt because I know the, you know, there's people I've listened to on the radio and they're my people and they're my Mm -hmm. friends, so to speak, you know, they're, and, and when they're gone, there's a big gap. I, mm-hmm. yeah, it affects me the same way. Well, we'll so I want to get right down to the Madonna nitty gritty because <laughs> um, obviously our listeners are here for Madonna. And, yeah. Um, but 
So you and Paul Cubby Bryant got to interview Madonna in 2019 as part mm. of her Madame X album promotion um, live on person. Like it wasn't like she just called in. It was you Mm-mm. were sitting across the, the stage from her. Yes. Um, and <laughs> were you nervous having to interview yes. her in person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was nervous. Cubby was nervous. Um, we had just started working together as a team, even though we both worked at Z100, Cubby and I. But he was afternoons and I was mornings. And we had just come together as a team. We love each other. Thankfully, we have great chemistry. But, you know, when you're just starting something, you're just getting your timing down. And now you're tossing an interview with Madonna into the mix. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was in our our theater, our iHeartRadio theater, and um, in front of an invited audience and a lot of industry people and Madonna's people. And it was also live on the Internet so people could see it around the world. So that, that was a lot like to, mm-hmm. to think about going in there. That was a lot. And I was the person, one of us had to have the, uh, the earpiece with the director in our ear. Mm-hmm. So because I had that little bit of TV background, I was voted the one who would get to do that. Right. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so I was also taking direction as I was trying to listen and talk with Cubby and Madonna. Mm-hmm. Right, they're shouting, don't do this. Don't say that to her. Make sure you look at her. Exactly. Bring this up, bring this up, bring this up. And it's like, but we're not even near that topic right now. But okay, Mm -hmm. okay, just doing my job, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and so just so that way, because I think people are always endlessly curious as to how interviewing someone of that stature goes, was there a list of questions provided to you? Did you come up with questions? Were there things that you wanted to ask that you either weren't allowed to ask because of her publicist or just because of timing? Yeah, there were, we did have a, uh, a big list of questions. We had some bits that we were going to have to do with her that, uh, you know, uh, maybe we got questions from the audience mm-hmm. that they had chosen ahead of time. So there were a lot of things to work out within about an hour. So the time really, really flew and we didn't mm-hmm. get through all the questions. Um, you know, normally, uh, Jamie, our producer, Cubby, and I will come up with our own questions. But with someone like Madonna, um, you know, going out with a new album, they they had questions in mind that they mm. wanted us to ask her. And then they had things that they said, well, don't ask her certain things. And she ended up talking about those things anyway on her own. I, I kind of felt like she knew points that she wanted to make. And, and she's such a professional that she can gracefully get there mm. you know she's gonna she's gonna get to those points that she wants to hit but she was she was wonderful she was um she was in a fantastic mood mm-hmm. thankfully and we really really had a good time with her she made us feel very comfortable christine how did mtv get involved because you know in the past madonna and mtv were basically engaged to be married and then they <laughs> broke up and suddenly you know in the madame x era kicks it off with mtv you know, broadcasting your, your interview special. So how did, how did that synergy occur? That all happens, you know, above my head. I uh-huh. honestly don't know the logistics of that. I really don't. I just know that we did this interview and it started showing up in many, many places. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was glad that we felt good about it. I mean, you yeah. always like 
I don't know, afterwards beat yourself up. I should have said this. I should have done that. But no. overall, we, we were celebrating that night. We felt really good about it. Well, no, and there was, you go. See, you, you yeah. wanted to be in broadcast journalism and there you were you were <laughs> yeah. i mean that's a that's a hefty interview to land so the oh, fact yeah. that you were able to do that i mean i'm sure everybody knew your name after that oh uh, thank you the madonna yeah. fans you know it's oh, great yeah, we all because... did i was like who's that girl <laughs> <laughs> why did she get to sit next to madonna <laughs> yeah no and, and so tell us why you um why you think madonna chose you and cubby to conduct the interview um and and yeah, just tell us like what your rapport was like with her once you guys, you know, got into the groove of talking and, and yeah. And how did you guys end up sharing a glass of rosé? Oh, that's, <laughs> I should have held on to that glass. Um, <laughs> DNA. I, <laughs> right? MDNA. I, I think um, as far as our iHeart stations, uh, Cubby and I and Light FM were a good fit for Madonna, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. her music, for her fan base. Um, so I think it sort of starts there. Then I think they go to Madonna and her people and they say, Cubby and Christine, how do you feel about talking with them? And she said yes to having both of us, um, which of course we were thrilled and honored. Yeah. She doesn't always say yes, you know. (laughs) I do know that. I do. That's why. Yeah, we've been, we've been trying to get her on the show for three years now. So it's, uh, Oh, come on, Madonna, do it. I know. Seriously. (laughs) These guys were wonderful. It'd be so good to her. I, yeah. Um, and I think that's it too. You know, I think we were genuinely excited because, uh, because we're such big fans. Mm-hmm. So I think she felt that and she knew there weren't going to be these hard hitting, you know, I, I don't know, 2020 questions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That this was going to be more of a fun, entertaining yeah. interview, just like, we love Madonna. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the right. new album? Tell us about it. Tell them how. Tell us how Madame X came to be. How this mm-hmm. character came about. Yeah, you want to wear an eye patch on stage? Sure, go yeah. ahead. That's fine. Yeah, can you just just be careful when you get to that side of the stage? We don't want to lose you. you know? Right. <laughs> she, I know. <laughs> she really does wear the eye patch, and it really interferes with her with her uh, her vision. But when she first sat down, when we went in to check the lighting and to check the sound. And she first sat down with us. That's where the champagne glass happened. Mm. So mm. she sat down and she had a glass of champagne. And she looked at Cubby and me and she's like, you guys have some. And, I, and we were both like, oh, we can't. You know, like our bosses are here. We can't, <laughs> we can't do that right now. And she's like, oh, come on, you can do that. And then I mentioned to her that I love champagne with a shot of Saint Germain in it. I don't know if you guys have tried it. Mm-mm. It's It's elderflower. And you just put a little shot in your champagne and it, smells like perfume and it tastes so good and she was like what what I want that you know and she started like asking her people like and she's like where can I get that nearby and I thought "Uh oh her her folks are going to want to kill me right someone's running to a bar to purchase a bottle so they can come back and bring it to Madonna I know it's like I started something (laughs) so I don't think we got it that day but then because we weren't drinking she's like oh come on and she handed her glass over to me and she's like have some, have some. And then even when we were taking little breaks in between, she would hand her glass over. So there oh, was like fun. Madonna's like lipstick smudge on one side and <laughs> mine on the other. <laughs> did you take a selfie of that? I would have taken a bit. Me, me with Madonna's yes. lipstick. Uh, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> of course. Nice. <laughs> I wish I could have taken a picture of her. Oh, sorry, Tony, you were just about to talk. But I oh, wish no, no, I I'm good. <laughs> could have taken a picture of her when she came out to check the lighting. And she had these really cool shades on, like cat eye shades. She didn't oh, have nice. the Madame X patch 
on just yet and then took her sunglasses off and she's just so so beautiful like i mm-hmm. it's uh, just like oh i want to take a picture of this madonna right here but i know that's not you got some good great. press pictures though i mean oh, you those, did the, yeah the pictures of you and, and paul Gabby brian on stage with her are i mean they're they're that's a pretty good memento yeah, we're happy with them. I have one of them framed in my house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Christine, our our friend of the podcast, Fran, from, you know, Coco and Fran, he was there that night, and he asked a question, and, you know, it was one of the fan questions. So, were the fan questions vetted to Madonna first, or did she hear them for the first time um, when you guys asked them? Oh, she may have heard them for the first time, but oh, her wow. people had vetted the questions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But she seemed, when I asked her, it seemed real to me that she was hearing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So now, I, I, loved, I loved seeing Madonna talking to her fans after so many years yeah. kind of away from that. And yeah. it, it was great. Me too. Yeah, we need and more of that. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. And I think it brings her a lot of joy. I saw her mm-hmm. like really respond to the fans, really loved it. And we were supposed to stay seated. So if you watch the whole interview, I don't, do they show us when we get up at the end? And she goes downstage and she starts dancing. And she, uh, yeah, I, I've seen that, right? definitely. Yeah. She pulled Covey and me down to dance. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the world's worst dancer, but Madonna's asking <laughs> you to dance, so you're going to dance. Stefan, I think you had this experience, because I saw a great picture of you with her on yes. stage. Yes, it, yeah, it's when they tell you to dance with Madonna, yeah. you, you dance with Madonna. You, you find even, a way. Even if you don't think that you can dance, <laughs> yes. you just do it. <laughs> you just dance. When we went downstage... Um, they, people in the audience were told no cell phones, don't take pictures. One person took out their phone and took a picture and that like, <sighs> then everybody started taking pictures. Oh no. And she was so cool with it though. She oh. was so like trying to turn around and make selfies for people. Like she didn't jump off the stage, but as much as she could mm-hmm. get into the shots with fans, I, I thought she was wonderful. Well, that was a very different experience than, than what we all <laughs> experienced at the Madame X tour. That's for sure. Oh. Well, maybe that's what gave her the idea to ban all cell phones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, oh God, blame it on me. I'm sorry, guys. No, no. <laughs> no uh, so did you get a chance to see her at the Madame X tour when she was in Brooklyn? I was I wondering just yeah. because I know the, her late hours of the Madame X tour might have conflicted with your super early yeah. rising. For, do you, what, so just curious, what time do you have to get up in order to do your morning show? Normally 3 a.m. because okay. I'm in Jersey and we work in Manhattan. Since we've been working from home, I can slip into ooh, 3.45, 4, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, really snoozing. But yeah, usually 3 a.m. So the night we interviewed Madonna, we stayed at a hotel across the street. And I think I was lucky if I got two hours sleep. Wow. I didn't care. And yeah. here it's Madonna. Yeah, that was for her Madame X tour. It was, I mean, sometimes she wouldn't start until 11 30, 12 o'clock, you know, and then it was like a two and a half hour show. So you were like getting oh, home wow. at like three in the morning. Did so. you stay one of those? Tony, we went, a, Tony and I went a couple of times when she yeah. was at BAM and it was late nights. Yeah, and, and it was all, of course, weeknights, so I would have right. to, you know, drag right. my tired ass to the office every day, and everyone's like, God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I went to see Madonna. Tony, what like, happened to you last night? Were you exactly. an all-night rager? What's going on? I was like, no, you know, I went to see this lady, you know, yeah. sang to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, she's sleeping. She's yeah, still asleep. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Christine, so obviously this isn't the first time you've crossed paths with Madonna, so... 
tell us what it was like meeting her the first time during the American Life press cycle. Um, yeah, I had interviewed her a few times for Z100, but it had been over the phone. So this was the first time I, I got to in meet person. her in person. Yeah. And it wasn't an interview. It was honestly, I was going with the listeners. I was the quote unquote guide, but I was really like the biggest fan in the room. So <laughs> it was just an opportunity to meet her and listen to some new music. And she was so cool about it. Again, mm-hmm. I've had great experiences with her. She went around the room. Um, I had a Vanity Fair magazine cover that maybe it was like the early 2000s I don't know if you guys remember it stunning in this photo and I brought it with me and asked her to sign it and she went oh that's beautiful what is that I'm like that's you on Vanity Fair a few years ago I saved it (laughs) and she signed that for me and we took pictures together and like just as a fan that -hmm. was a huge moment for me sure and then as a professional moment it's also pretty Cool oh, yeah. And well. then I have to remember I'm supposed to be professional, too, and then come back and report on it. And yeah, <laughs> it was wonderful. So did you get to see her any other times until the iHeartRadio event? Um, and did you get to see any of her shows in the in the interim? Yeah, I went to her shows. I think um, also we did something around her book signing. Remember, she wrote the children's books. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed her during that period as well. But uh one of the shows was 2004. What was the tour um, in 2004? Oh, Reinvention Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reinvention right? Tour. Okay. Um, that one really stands out to me because I went with two very good friends. I was sitting in the middle. One was to my right. One was to my left. My baby's got a secret. She starts singing that song. Mm-hmm. The guy on my right says to me, Christine, I have something I want to share with you. And he came out to me oh. and he said, but please don't tell anybody. So I was like, it's well, that's so beautiful. That's so, yeah, my baby's got a secret. So, okay. So I didn't say anything. And then the guy to my left taps me and he says, Christine, I want to share something with you. <laughs> and he came out to me and he said, but please don't tell anybody. And I'm in the middle and thinking, I can't even tell. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> You could. I was gonna say you could have played matchmaker right then and there. I could have you know? right yeah. then and hey, there. FYI. Um, yeah, you might want to lean over me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I'll just get out of the way. But right. it was a, that made that show incredibly special. Like really stand yeah. out in my mind. I can't oh, think cute. of anything more cathartic than coming out at a Madonna show. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I did in my mind at the Blonde Ambition show, but my girlfriend was standing right next to me, so I didn't tap her <laughs> on the shoulder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Different circumstances. Exactly. <laughs> well, so, Christine, uh, other than Madonna, I'm, I'm assuming you've had... There multiple, are other musical yeah, artists, there, right? I'm sure you've had great run-ins <laughs> and interviews with everyone in the music industry at large. Who are some of the great people you've been able to speak to that sort of like stand out from, you know, like, and or are there some that are like, it was like a completely ridiculous run in slash interview. And then some that were like, that was class act. Oh yeah. They're all over. I mean, I've had a lot, a lot of fun um, since coming to light, uh, light FM mm-hmm. <laughs> to, uh, and meeting different artists, you know, not always the top 40 artists, but artists like, uh, Josh Groban and Michael Buble. Mm-hmm. Those guys are hilarious. And they're always like a wonderful, wonderful, well-rounded interview. You know, they sing, they're funny, they're entertaining, they're knowledgeable. So people like that, when I first started at light FM, 
I got tossed in like really fast when I got there. My boss sent me out to Las Vegas to interview Celine Dion when oh, she was nice. working with oh. Cirque du Soleil, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the show was O in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I got to hang out backstage. I was on the catwalk like during what? her show. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like incredible experiences and then meet up with her afterwards and interview her. And, um, and I did ask her if she was sick of singing My Heart Will Go On and On. <laughs> And, uh, and she, and she told me, um, she goes, yes, of course. (laughs) Like she was like really passionate about it. She goes, the song starts. And I think I cannot sing this song again. I cannot sing it. And she said, and then she remembers how much people love it. Mm -hmm. And so the audience loves it. So she sings the song, which I always think is really cool. when an artist, they, they know why their audience is there and what we love. Mm -hmm. We, we -hmm. always want to hear the new music, but we want to hear the things that we're familiar with and that, you know, bring up special feelings and nostalgia and, sure. and joy. And they, and they also had me interview Tony Bennett when I first oh, started. Wow. Nice. So like I've interviewed some major legends, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hit the, you hit the ground running there. Yeah, I really did. It was, it was such a difference when I was at uh, Q104, we mentioned earlier, that was my first morning show gig. That was, mm-hmm. you know, Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson. And then I went to see 100 and my first interview was the Backstreet Boys. And it was like, wait, what? Because it was such a different world, <laughs> you know? And then uh, to Light FM and, and then a whole different group of artists. So now you're working for iHeartMedia and they put on like a crazy event. So have you been able to, to indulge in that? Like go to the iHeart Radio Awards and, you know, that kind of thing? They don't, uh, they, you should at least be a presenter. Yeah, Thank right. You. No, I haven't done that. The I uh, I've worked the SAG Awards, the SAG nice. Astro Awards. I've gone out and covered those uh, on the red carpet and in the press room afterwards, and so that's been incredible. That's all actors. That's different than the musicians. But um, no, I haven't done I haven't done those events. If, years ago, I was on some list, and I kept getting invited to iHeart Radio events. Like I went to this really tiny. Alanis Morissette concert at this venue in Tribeca and and then I also saw the Wonder Girls this K-pop group and same thing it was like you know 100 people in the room and they're performing oh, for yeah. us. is that do you guys still have that space in Tribeca or is your iHeart Radio theater somewhere else that's it so that's, that's it? where okay, yeah. I interviewed Madonna in that mm. in oh, that okay. space yeah it's so small it's very intimate oh, isn't it incredible yeah. I saw Adele there Oh, I went to our show with Adele. <laughs> I mean, like, unbelievable. You mm-hmm. know, you're in that room. There's not many people in that room. She's incredible. The only reason I didn't get to meet her was she was on vocal rest that oh. night. Yeah. Remember, she was having a lot of mm-hmm. issues with the vocal cords, which I, I think she's okay now because, wow, what a voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you guys get a chance, I mean, that is the perfect venue to see your favorite artist. I mean, they're oh, literally yeah. 100 feet away from you. Yeah. So I grew up listening to Kabion 104KRB in Houston, as I mentioned before. And, you know, he's now, you know, obviously one of the most listened radio DJs in the States. And he's your co-host on the Cubby and Christine show. Tell us how how it came to be, uh, your collaboration and, and uh, I mean, you're working with him every day. Do you guys have mm-hmm. like a, a friendship that's developed? And and what is your audience uh, like? What's the feedback from the audience about um, you know? What, how are you guys doing? <laughs> that's great. I, this is perfect timing because they just did a big uh, talking. They call it a focus group where they talk to the audience, and all this is mm-hmm. supposed to be 
private information, so don't tell anybody I told you. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just between us. That's then very the, Madonna. You're going to tell us a secret. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the feedback, thankfully, was wonderful. So mm-hmm. the audience is thankfully liking us together because we love each other so much. It's it, like it shows. You can hear it. Thank you. We're like he's honestly my best friend. He's he's like my brother and. Um, we maybe have way too much in common. He and I are, <laughs> we're both like after Madonna, like we'll both beat ourselves up. We should have done this. We should have done that. You know? Um, so, uh, we kind of have to take turns building each other up a little bit from that sometimes, but he's <laughs> so incredibly talented and he just is, I feel very comfortable with him. You know, um, I know he can handle the situation, whether I were there or not, he, mm-hmm. he would be great, but like together, I, I just think, we work so well as a team and I feel very supported and he's super funny and super smart. He's, he's all good things. He really, really is. So I'm glad, I'm glad the listeners are liking us together. What is your favorite like segment or uh, part of the show every day? I mean, I'm sure, you know, I know that some of the segments change, um, you know, from Monday through Friday, but like, like, is, do you like it when people call in? Cause you know, the tri-state area callers are hilarious. Uh, or I mean like, yeah, what's, what's, what's the high point of your day? That is that Cubby. that actually is my favorite. It's my favorite is when when we're just free flowing and having conversation and catching up on each other's lives and mm-hmm. and it's relatable to who's listening. So they call yeah. in with their stories and we're kind of just all sharing stories. And you know, this last year and a half being as challenging as it's been to mm-hmm. be there for each other, the listeners are there in in the same way that we hope to be there for them. It's like we're just propping each other up. And keeping mm-hmm. each other going because Cubby and I are on so early and listening habits had changed with people working from home. The people who were still commuting were the essential workers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of our calls were from nurses and doctors and, you know, people working in the grocery store and teachers and healthcare workers. And it's like anything you can do to support them and keep them going. Cause they're saving our lives. Like Mm-hmm. We just want to give whatever we can. So it's been a You really guys are essential time. workers too. I mean, you, you're, you know, lifting up morale and you're, mm-hmm. you're basically keeping us company, which is, you know, that's, that's a big, that's a yeah. tall order, you know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely hope to. And, you know, hope that people are loving the music and that's lifting them up. And, mm-hmm. and so we get through this. I have a question about the, your show in general. Are you able to craft the show how you want? Or is it more, because I know, I mean, obviously you're working for our iHeartRadio. Are they coming down as a parent company being like, okay, we need you to talk about this and less about that? Uh, I think they take a pulse on what the listeners are liking. So if they're finding that they're not taking to a certain segment, we might back off it. Or if they like a certain segment, we might do more of it. Mm. But they're really, really, you know, we're, we're armed with a whole ton of show prep. Uh, so we know kind of, you know, what's relevant, I think. I like to think we we have a good instinct about what people in our audience are talking about and interested in. So they're trusting us. It's just Light FM is uh, it's it's more of a heavy music station, whereas like Z100 was more talk in the morning. Sure. We're, we're more emphasis on the music. So we talk a little bit, then we get out of the way for the music, then we talk a little bit, you know. So we just try and be your friend and keep it personal and up to date without getting really too heavy or in-depth. Mm-hmm. On, uh, on on heavy subjects. <laughs> right. Well, Christine, I am a radio nerd, in case you haven't noticed. So I now that I've got a radio 
professional in front of me, I have questions. <laughs> Go for it, yeah. So, so yeah, for all of us that aren't familiar, tell us how radio playlists are made. I mean, I kind of have an idea. I know that a lot of it is, um, you know, the industry and, you know, the record industry and the radio industry kind of coming together to, you know, create these lists. But I, I don't know, like, how often are they updated? How are how is it mainly influenced, especially for your format, which is the what, what's called AOR, right? Uh, adult. No, wait, no. That's no, not right. we are. Um, yeah, we're AC Adult Contemporary. AC Adult Contemporary. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, with our station, it's kind of we're going to play more of the tried and true hits. Mm-hmm. That's what our station is about, um, and that a lot of times is again listener based. There's a lot of testing with the listeners to see what music they really love and they're responding to. Um, and, you know, we go from the 80s to today. Yeah. Many times, like, the the more the top 40 songs will come to us from Z100s. I would see the record labels come up to the station once a week and they would pitch the new music. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Cubby was the music director at Z, so that was the person that they were talking to. So a lot of this is in the hands of, like, very talented music and program directors uh, when it, when they're breaking a song, they're going by their gut as to what they feel the, the audience will like. And then they test it and see how it does. And with our station, they're testing to see that the listeners are, are loving what we're playing. Yeah. Specifically, I was thinking, um, you know, one of Madonna's most recent singles, Crave, it was submitted for play specifically to adult contemporary. However, they played a version without Sway Lee and that was, you know, kind of controversial amongst uh, Madonna fans, but how does, you know, how does that happen? I mean, I, I you know, like, like, for example, how do you guys break a new single? I mean, in the same way, I know you, you get um, feedback from the audience, but, you know, you play something for one week and it doesn't hit, then <laughs> you got to yank it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, something, something like that. You usually get, there's a few versions you'll get from the label, different radio edits, Mm-hmm. So you, you know, and they're geared towards the station's format. Mm-hmm, so right. we're presented with the format of that song that would work for AC, for Light mm-hmm. FM. So that's what we would play. Again, it's based on what the listen, what you think the listeners would expect, what they w- would be ready to hear. Um, and then, yeah, I guess it is, it is hard, right? If a, if a song doesn't test well for it to hang in there. So it's important that listeners give their feedback when they're, if they're given an opportunity, Mm -hmm. um, if anybody ever reaches out to you about what you like, you just, I love this Madonna song. Just say it, say it for all of us because I want to hear it too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We all want to hear it, you know, and and we want to hear it right next to Smooth by Rob Thomas, which is played six times a day. (laughs) (laughs) That song will never die. (laughs) It's a good song. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, So yeah, kind of to wrap up the radio um, segment, I, I'm curious. So, you know, radio icons, I've got some that, you know, you know, pop in my head when I think about, you know, the golden age of radio. And Mm -hmm. are there any predecessors that you admire and continue to source inspiration from? I mean, anyone from Wolfman Jack to Howard Stern to Delilah to Casey Kasem, you know, these like icons of radio that kind of opened the door for you guys. Yeah, they are. They're definitely the icons. Well, um, first of all, Jim Kerr over at Q104. Mm hmm. The most professional, refined gentleman in radio. Absolutely love him. And I'm like in awe of him and can't believe that he's now a contemporary and we're now friends because I never felt worthy of that. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's a big deal to me. And Howard Stern. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. oh, 
I mean, his interviews are perfection. Yeah. Is it, I learn so much any and every time I listen to him. I'm not only entertained by him, but I feel like I'm learning from him. He's, he's incredible. Did you guys hear his last interview before he took a summer break? He interviewed uh, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, and Lisa Kudrow. It is so. Oh good. no! Oh, I'll have to watch. Oh, now we're to gonna that. have to yeah. go track that yeah. down. Yeah. That's gotta he be knows good. exactly <laughs> what to ask them. It's uh-huh. perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. He's amazing. So, Christine, I'm curious because uh, I, I mean I don't know if it happens to you, Tony, or if it happens to you, Christine, but I know everywhere I go that is playing some sort of radio station or music, uh, you know, like at the supermarket or local CVS or whatnot. Every single time I walk into a store like that, Madonna will come on. And I don't know if that's just the universe thanking me for <laughs> mm-hmm. all of my Madonna, my years of Madonna servitude. But uh, I mean, literally I was at the grocery store yesterday and Angel by Madonna came on. And, but my, I'm curious as to your thoughts on why, it's always a vintage Madonna song Mm. because I think for the most part, if I hear an old Madonna song, it's nothing from before 2000, you know, like they, they, the radio seems to sort of forgotten that Madonna has been putting music out for the last 20 years. Uh, They, they're like, okay, Madonna did stuff from the eighties and the nineties and that's it. Um, Is that just because people aren't responding to the new music? Like they were, the, the old music? Yeah, they must have a, such a strong response to hearing the older music. Mm-hmm. Um, for Light FM in particular, Nostalgia, we call, you know, that, you know, because Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson. Sure. Yeah. Those are such big tunes for us. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, nobody's going to tune out if they hear that Madonna song. And that's, that's the main thing is you want to keep the listeners tuned in. So we know that they love those songs. So it's almost like you're not taking a risk by playing that. You're like guaranteed mm-hmm. you're making somebody happy by playing those songs. Uh, I, and I think maybe it's like the age we're at, like the, you know, like the 80s are really big right now. I think, you know, at some point it, it, it moves on. It changes and ages with the audience. But right, right now that is what people are asking for. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like anytime I hear anything from Ray of Light, I'm mm-hmm. thrilled. I'm, I'm with you. I love, I love that music too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm curious if Madonna, she must be told that type of stuff, you know, she must know that they're not playing her current stuff on the radio. Was that ever discussed when you and Paul Cubby Bryant were talking to her? Like, is that something that like, was that a question that you thought you might ask or? Yeah, that probably would have been um, a delicate question, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It wasn't on our on our list to ask her like how she feels about it. Of course, she's doing all this promotion for a new album because she wants to reach people with yeah. her her new music. Um, so it it wasn't brought up at all. She didn't she didn't seem like an artist who's resentful that you're playing the vintage, if you will, because classic. Yeah, yeah. the classic. It's it's because it's her and. The people in that audience love her so much. Um, I feel like when she's with her fans, she can do no wrong. She's got that kind of fan base. You know, we just, we love her and accept her and I think are really open to her new music. Um, The only question she told me not to ask, and we were just, they were like counting me down in my ear, (laughs) was she went, don't ask. And she put her hands up like this, X. Don't ask about X. And I thought, 
She meant don't ask about Madam X, the eye patch. That was my interpretation. Uh-huh. And the director keeps going, ask her about the eye patch. Ask her about, and I'm thinking, she said, don't ask X. And then Cubby finally, because it was on our list of questions, asked her and she was fine. And I realized she meant ex-boyfriends. Don't oh. ask her about exit. I was like, oh, oh no, 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 I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I know. Madonna needs to realize that her real fans don't care who she's dating. No, we're not going to, that was like furthest thing from my mind, but it must yeah. have happened to her. Um, cause again, she was so cool with us and she said it in a cute way, but it must've happened to her where she didn't want to be caught off guard. She was like, just don't mm-hmm. ask me about my exes was basically what she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we've all seen on YouTube those like, you know, ill conceived interviews with like, you know, really hard hitting, you know, European journalists asking all the wrong questions and Madonna just makes faces and gives you nothing. You know? Yeah. She'll so, shut yeah. down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I didn't want to be in that position. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you're so cool and collected in your interviews. I mean, have you ever had an event where you've been working or, you know, met any musicians that kind of caught you off guard and made you lose your cool? I mean, has that ever happened? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> it does. I think especially when I meet somebody that I loved from when I was a lot younger, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I met Rick Springfield, I, I was like a giddy 12-year-old girl. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I, it was embarrassing. It was, it was just, there was a picture of us together where you could see, like, I'm just squeezing him so hard. I'm just so happy to be there. And again, he was so cool because he didn't make fun of me. He didn't go, oh, you know, he, right, he was right. like, like, I get it. And he was great with it. And, uh, and I had that reaction, too, with Sting. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, like, you know. These, the legends are going to do that, yeah, you know, yeah. like if you're going to meet somebody legendary like that, who's been around for so many years, yeah. it's going to shake you to your core. You I know? know. It's almost like, how can it not, you yeah. know, you, you've been watching these people, right? They're such a part of your life. And if now- it didn't, I would be worried, you it's- know, like it'd be <laughs> like if, if you met Madonna and you were just like, eh, I met Madonna, Ugh. you did not deserve to meet Madonna. Right. You know? Right. Or my ego needs to be in check. <laughs> Yeah. Right. yeah. It's and like, then, if you're not like ready to like pass out or yes. throw up when you're oh, we about were. to meet somebody, you should not be meeting that person. You know? We like, were, I'm telling you that's, it's good that she shared that champagne with me because it relaxed me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one way to break the ice, but yeah, yeah I wanted, I wanted to say I love Rick Springfield when I was growing up and I still sometimes listen to a couple of his, one of my favorite, two of my favorite songs of his, but for our listeners that don't know who Rick Springfield is, you got to look him up because before Michael Jackson released Thriller, he was like, I, you'll agree with me, Christine. He mm-hmm. was like the biggest thing in oh, America. Yeah. Oh, like he, he couldn't leave the house. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And he was my first concert ever. Oh, and I oh, was, fun. my brother had to take me, my older brother. And he was embarrassed to be there because he was a guy at a Rick Springfield concert with a bunch of, you know, little girls screaming. screaming. Yeah. And he was kind of, I remember he had like, you know, he's wearing a hoodie. He had his hood up like he was trying to hide. And it's like, oh, come on. This is a good show. Well, so on, on music, what, what kind of music are you, do you love to listen to? What, 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 what's making you dance these days? Um. I really, really, really love Lana Del Rey. She's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. I love Taylor Swift. I love Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. I, I, I seem to really uh, lean towards the female artists and, and the stories that they have to tell. You know, we mentioned Adele. She's yeah. incredible. Um, there are 
I'm trying to think of the guy, like I should mention a guy here because <laughs> there are guys that I like, like the weekend. Harry Styles, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Oh, mm. Everyone <laughs> loves Harry Styles. I don't, I mean, I love his music, but I, I'm not like, he doesn't do it for me. I, I kind of, really? I, I want oh. an artist to just like, mm, yeah. Oh no, you're, there's one. That's only, everybody loves Harry Styles. Yeah, you, you, you have to see him live. I mean, I've never seen him live, but I've seen him perform uh, like at the Grammys this year. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. I, need to, I need to go see him when he yeah. comes, you know? Yeah, definitely Harry Styles. Love The weekend. I love Coldplay. Do you like music that's not played on your radio station? Uh, well, we don't play Lana Del Rey. I love her, except maybe like <laughs> Summertime True. Sadness. I think mm-hmm. they played where Cubby was on KTU, but it was like a danced up version. Yeah. Um, so she's not really like fitting into that genre, but, but I love her and I listen to her. Um, and then I listen to the full albums, you know, so I'll listen to Madonna and I'll listen to Taylor and I'll listen to the non radio hits. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I just see us fantastic. I just enjoy their music so much. And you mentioned Adele, and it was just announced that she's got an album coming out in the fall. I'm super excited. And I'm she better mean 20, it this time. What is it, 26, 27? Where is she, where is she at these days? Yeah, that's right. No, but Christine's right. She better mean it this time yes. because, um, you know, she's going to turn into Rihanna if she doesn't watch it. You're right, right. Oh, yes, Rihanna. she has teased us before with uh, new music, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. Yeah. Well, here's hoping because we could all use an Adele album in mm-hmm. the fall Definitely. of 2021. To lead us back outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, mention your interest and, well, enthusiasm as far as uh, theater is concerned. Uh, you have another podcast on the iHeartRadio network, Inside Broadway, with your very entertaining and opinionated co-host, Broadway <laughs> legend, Michael Riddle. I loved reading his um his columns in the New York Post. And uh-huh. I, I've heard your podcast a few times. Are you guys going to uh, resume recording? Is it coming back? Um, yeah. Or do you have any other podcast aspirations that you'd like to explore? Other than this one. Other than this one, yeah. And you're um, more an open invite. You can always come back, Christine. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I do uh, hope Michael and I will come back. I'm sure we will as soon as we're both back to the studios. And we're both easing our way back in. We're doing a few days here and there and then back oh, full nice. time. We hope in September, we hope things are going well in the world, you know, so that mm-hmm. we can go back yeah, in September. Uh, am I right or am I wrong that they're doing the Tonys in the fall this year? Oh, I think you're right. Oh, yeah. really? Wait a minute. Like at Radio City? Oh, I don't know Wait, about that. you know what? I would have to go, <laughs> I would, honestly, we would have to go Google. We would have mm-hmm. to Google on the Tonys, but. Um, yeah, there's something for you guys to talk about. Yep, there we go. <laughs> I'm thrown already. And if Michael yeah. were here, he would, bam, he would know. Um, but uh, yeah, because Broadway reopening in the fall, that, mm-hmm. that gives us access to talking to many folks in the theater community about, about that. So yeah, that should hopefully be back. And I, as far as podcasts go, I've always wanted to do something. Um, I just don't know how to streamline it because my interests really are like health and women's health and mm-hmm. well-being mm-hmm. and whole body and uh, talking with the female artists that I've mentioned from from a different yeah. point of view, not just about the, you know, the gossipy kind of stuff, but to go a little deeper. Um, so maybe. No, that's someday. cool. And it, it, it'll come to you. It's kind of like a spark. Like, you know, for example, with the day that I kind of had the idea, you know, I called Stefan immediately and we just like, boom, yeah, let's do this, you know? So it's, it's, it's one of those things that one day it just pops in your head and you're like, you know what? It's, it's, it's time to do the this. The world yeah. needs this. Yes. And, and then the, it's like the universe comes 
knocking. Hello, Christine. Uh, we're ready. And then I oh, I hope you're right. I mean, because you guys have gotten such amazing interviews. Yeah, I mean, you've like how how do you do it? How do you track down your interviews? Because they're fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of stalking involved. Yeah. Um, Stefan is very persistent, <laughs> which is good. But you know, a lot of this is just wish fulfillment because you know, being a banana fan since the '80s, a lot of these people I've personally wanted to ask them questions that aren't on the internet or in you know mm-hmm. captured by the press. So um, a lot of this is very selfish. We just want to talk to these people <laughs> and find out, you know, and find out what happened there or how did yeah. you get to this point and all that, you know. And the same with you. And it's like, oh, we've got someone who's like a radio professional. Here we go, you know. And if you had so if you had Madonna today <laughs> I feel like now I flipped it. I flipped the script. I'm interviewing yeah. you guys. What would be the question you would ask her? There's like something that you haven't heard. What would you want to ask her? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll answer this. And then Stefan, you can follow. Um, sure. I've answered this before recently. And I'm really interested in talking to Madonna about her work in film and how that ties into her music, you know, as far as like sound soundtracks and writing and directing and also maybe acting, but I feel like she doesn't get the opportunity to talk about that too much because everyone wants to talk about her boyfriends, her kids, Mm -hmm. or, you know, some controversy. But yeah, I feel like she would maybe hopefully open up to that and say like, oh, no one ever asked me about that. The thing I've always been most obsessed about knowing is mostly her creative process, which I'm sure she would not want to dive into. But I'm always curious as to like when she's in the studio working on a song, how does like where does she get the melodies? Where does she get the harmonies? Where like where is she pulling from this? And obviously it's a, a chef in the kitchen. They're not, they, you know, they can give you the recipe, but only they're the ones who are able to actually, mm-hmm. you know, make the dinner the way that they make the dinner. So I think Madonna, you know, whatever she's doing is working for her. And um, even if she told me, okay, well, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, and that's how you're going to get this song. <laughs> right. I, you know, I wouldn't be able to duplicate it. But yeah, I've always just been, you know, where does that spark from her and her music come from? Mm. I, th- I think she would like that. I mean, that yeah. that's um, one of the first things that I was interested in about Madonna when I heard her way back in the 80s. How do you do that? How do you mm-hmm. write a song? Oh my God. You know, she, like, to me, it was like the, the, she suddenly appeared and she was this megastar and she had a persona and she was writing this great, fun music. She had melodies and she had lyrics. And it's like, how does that even happen? I don't even know how to begin. So, yeah. <laughs> I it, usually when I do meet artists, that's one of the things. I ask them about is their writing mm. process. I find it fascinating. It's, yeah. you know, because it is, it's such a gift. Mm-hmm. All that being said, my biggest fear in life is to ask Madonna something and have her just stare back at me without saying <laughs> And move on to the next, have another question, yeah. ready to go. And, and there's like a two minute silence where she's literally just waiting for me to, you know, like, no. I dare uh-uh. you, come on. <laughs> or, or have the champagne standing by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, Stefan, is it time for my favorite part of the podcast? I think it might be. Uh, Christine, we do a little segment here called The Lightning Round. Uh, it's basically quick questions where you answer off the top of your head wherever you're at in your Madonna journey today. Don't think too hard. Okay. Favorite Madonna song? Um, you said don't think too hard and I'm thinking <laughs> too hard. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, First one that comes to mind. Take a bow. There you go. Favorite Madonna music video? 
Oh, take a bow. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, but no, those no, nails. Okay. I apologize. Oh, yeah. I had to get that nail polish. Uh, the nails were uh, flawless. Right? Uh, favorite Madonna tour? The reinvention tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Madonna movie? Ooh. Uh, Evita. But I really oh, want to nice. say, who's that girl? <laughs> then you should. <laughs> That's. That's the podcast favorite movie. You know. Yeah, who's Is that girl? Really? Who's that yes. girl? Just celebrated, uh, I think, twenty fifth, thirtieth. What was what anniversary did was we it? Thirty thirty five. Thirty five year anniversary. Oh, wow. So um, it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like brilliant camp eighties yes. co- yes. slapstick comedy, and I wish that we had gotten more of that type of stuff from Madonna. It's, Me too. Stefan and I talk about it so often that now people just want us to talk about who's that girl all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can see why. <laughs> uh, and last question, favorite Madonna look, and it can be com- from a uh, magazine, in person, on tour. Yeah, when she was doing Ray of Light, and I told you I had that cover from Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. that was such a beautiful, beautiful look for her. She had that, is it on the cover of the uh, album where she had that blue kind of um, yes. saran wrap. blouse? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous. I I love that look on her. Well, Christine, we want to thank you for joining us today. This was really, really fun, and you're great to talk to. Um, Let everyone know where they can find you on social media and obviously where they can find you on the radio. Uh, Thank you so much. First of all, thank you, because as I said, it's an honor, and I really, really appreciate all the time you've given me. And um, my social is Christine Nagy on Facebook, Christine Nagy Entertainment, and on Instagram, the Christine Nagy. I'm sorry, Christine Nagy was taken and anyway. <laughs> the <Damn> Christine <laughs> Nagy on, on Instagram. You need to hunt that woman down. C H R I S T I N E N A G Y. But maybe you guys will. We'll tag you uh, up. Don't worry. Please, please do that. And Christine Nagy on Twitter as well. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, we can listen to you on 106.7 Light FM. That's right. In New York, that's really important, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Covey and Christine in the morning, Light FM, and then we're on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, and also the radio.com. I mean, any radio station in the world can be I'm gonna. Radio. I'm going to check that out because now, now I... Uh... I'm, I'm, I've not done that yet, so now I'm going to like listen to radio stations all around the world. That'll be fun. I am insane. I, I go from Sirius XM to iHeartRadio to Radio.com and then back and forth, back and forth. I'm like schizophonic. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Christine, before we let you go, just you know, putting this out into the universe, you know, if anyone at 106.7 Light FM ever comes to you and says, hey, we, we need some program ideas. Let them know we're more than happy to do a late night Madonna program. We do <laughs> we do live shows all the time for our listeners. Yeah. And people love calling in, being able to talk about Madonna, share Madonna stories. So just let your program directors know there is a desire for that out there in the world. Um, we could so. totally program a Madonna power hour. No Absolutely. one would. I, mean, yeah, I love it. There would I not be it. a dry eye in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds wonderful. Uh, yeah. I will definitely um, pass the idea along. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, especially since her birthday's coming up next month. So. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. We're yeah. almost there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but so again, everyone, thanks for joining us this week. You um, obviously can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLVC Podcast. Please give us a five star review. Like us. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your fellow Madonna fans. You can also donate to the podcast on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. Help keep this podcast going. Um, and then, of course, 
thanks again to Christine Nagy, who took time out of her busy schedule to come and, and deem us with some radio royalty today. <laughs> it's been thank wonderful being able to talk to you. Thank you so yes, much for thank you, Christine. Um, I, you. I could talk radio all all day long. So You and me both, awesome. so we'll, we'll have to hang. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, guys, until next time, get up and do your thing. Thanks. See ya. Barbecue is not what I expected it to be.